us. And Jesus, wonderful tonight. Father, we thank you that we are assembled here in the name of Jesus. Thank you that we can enter into your presence. Praise and thanksgiving into your porch with praise. And we honor your presence today. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for having your way. Father, I pray that you'll give me utterance tonight and all those who are ministering in any capacity, whether it be the fivefold ministry gifts, those teaching classrooms, children, youth, give divine utterance, Father. And we open our eyes and we open our minds and we open our hearts for you and your word. Give us the spirit of wisdom, Father, and revelation in the knowledge of you, the eyes of our understanding being flooded with light. So we know the hope of your calling. So that we know the riches of your glorious inheritance in the saints. So we know the exceeding greatness of your power to us who do believe. I bind any confusion tonight. God, I bind any, I just, anything that is dark, I command it to become light. Anything that's not clear, I command it to be clear. And Father, I thank you that we'll no longer halt between two opinions. But we will distinctly make the right choice going in the right direction in God's plans, God's purposes, God's pursuits. Nevertheless, Father, not our will be done, but your will be done. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. So, great teacher of the church, Holy Spirit, I yield to you. Thank you so much for utterance. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you have a seat today, this is our biblical leadership night every month every third Wednesday where my wife and I we share of our I was looking I actually had a computer on my my phone there but I've been in in pursuit of the ministry for 33 years now and um, tell that person next to you you look you look young for your age but uh, it's amazing how it's amazing how years can just just track on and no matter what age you are today, make a decision. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I made a decision, came out from uh, amongst my family, and I went in a totally different direction in the ministry. I have a wonderful family, don't get me wrong, but I had a particular direction for me. And it feels like it's yesterday. So 33 years just goes right like that. Let's make the best of the rest of our life. You all agree with me today? All right. So go ahead and have a seat. I turned myself off. So here we go. So we're talking about leadership. And you might say, well, I'm not a leader. I don't want to even be a leader. Well, you better start uh, realizing you are a leader because the first person that you'll have to learn how to lead is who? yourself. Now, who's, who's the person that's hardest to lead? Yourself. So that's why we get into the Word. He gives us power. We get filled with the Holy Spirit. He gives us power. We get into good leadership that can train us and help us navigate through the issues of life. So we're talking about leadership development, and this is the 21 most powerful minutes in a leader's day. And uh, I have paper clips everywhere because... Uh, we teach here once a month on Wednesdays. I te- my wife and I teach leadership development to our staff every week and then to all the ma- ministers and pastors that we oversee uh, once a month as well. So we're, we're having a good time, having a good time. Our leadership thought for today, and I need you to just really pay attention, just lean in. But the thought we want to convey tonight is some lids can be lifted by the leader, by yourself, by your choices, by what you're reading, by who you're hanging around with, by, by being a student of the Word, but also I, I do a lot of reading, a lot of reading, and, and uh, you know, you just have to sort of sift through some things, but then get to the stuff that you were supposed to get. But uh, if, um, you know, growth will require... Um, Growth will be required, so we must be intentional. You don't just grow 
because you exist. You grow because you made an effort to get here tonight. You grow because you're in a small group. You go because, um, you know, you have books and different things you're reading that apply to what God has called you to do. And uh, Gerald Brooks said it like this. I, I thought it was really good. said, growth is not accidental or the accidental experience of getting older. How do I say this? I've seen, what, what's a good word for fools? <laughs> Might as well just say it. I've seen young fools. I've seen middle-aged fools. And I've seen older fools. So foolishness is not necessarily an age category. It's what are you going to do with your life for the rest of your life. Tony Cook said, Peter encouraged growth. And you can see this in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 5 through 11. If development is in all these areas was automatic for Christians, Peter would not have stressed the need for us to grow in these areas, nor would he have mentioned the possibility of some people failing to develop in these areas as well. A couple more quotes, and I'm going to actually, um, Randy, if you get the two two aisles with the, what? Oh, am I doing the wrong one? My wife just told me I was doing the wrong lesson. But there was a paper clip there. <laughs> did y'all, was this sounding familiar? Yeah, you did that last. I did that last time? You know, well, yeah, just goes to prove I'm not perfect after all. Yeah, God has to remind me every so often. All right, well, that was wonderful. Go ahead and get the mic. And one here and, and one there. Stop laughing, GH. All right. So. The last time we were here, we learned about some lids. Stop it. <laughs> oh, leaders get to make uh, mistakes openly in front of people. All righty. Some lids can be lifted by the leader. And we saw that leadership development, you applying yourself. But then we also are going to talk about tonight. Few, listen, few leaders let others lift lids in their lives because it takes humility. Because you realize no matter who's in front of you, you're going to learn something and they could teach you something. And when you get on a leadership team or, uh, you know, whatever team, somebody leading that team might be younger than you but has a lot of experience. Can you take direction from a younger person? Can you take direction by a colleague? Can you take direction by an older person? Let's all say yes. 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 All right. So our leadership thought for tonight, few leaders let other lids be lifted in their lives. So because I know growth without change is impossible, you get that? You can't keep doing what you're doing right now expecting different results. So you could say it like this, growth without humility is impossible. Humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. C.S. Lewis said that. Humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourselves left, less. And pride, listen, the opposite of humility is pride. Pride is concerned with who is right. Humility is concerned with what is right. We need to seek what is right, and the truth is the Word of God. When you think of the word humility, I've already talked about a little bit of what it, what it um, means, but what does humility mean to you? Call it out. Just call it out there. I want to hear it. A definition, a word. Self-denial, yeah. Being humble, yeah. What do I want to hear? What? Say it again. Empathy, Empathy? yeah. Teachable. That's one of my favorite definitions of what humility is. And one of the things we've tried to get into our kids' lives for all their life is we told them, no matter what, you honor your elders, 
don't put your mouth against your elders. Always keep a teachable spirit. If you will always keep a teachable spirit, God will be able to fulfill the length, the breadth, the depth, and the height of everything he's called you to. Uh, how many know the, the man Kenneth Hagin? Kenneth E. Hagin was his father. Pastor Kenneth W. Hagin now is the pastor. And then there's Craig. But uh, how many have ever heard of Kenneth E. Hagin? I mean, he's... Any, any, probably every one of the people you like to listen to and have the word taught to you from was an offspring of Dad Hagen. And, but here's what I saw too, that as people started to get a little prosperous, um, they might be at a meeting with, uh, I've actually seen it happen, they, they were at an actual meeting with Dad Hagen, we call him, and as soon as he said to turn to Mark eleven twenty four, they turned him out and said, I've already heard this before, and they walked out of the room. Listen, if a scripture is old to you, it is not real to you. Let's stir ourselves up. This is good biblical leadership teaching tonight. So I think of being teachable. I think of self-awareness. I think of change. I think of the pain of change. I think of becoming better. But some lids can be lifted by the leader themselves or the person themselves, but Will you let others lift lids in your life? Every person on the face of this earth knows something you don't know. Don't shut them down. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you don't want to know. How many find out the more you know about certain situations, the less you'd like to know about it? Yeah. All right, so let me get uh, a line of people that will read some scriptures for me tonight right over that aisle. Right over that aisle. Don't rush the aisles now, B. You know, come on, come on, friend. You're going to read for me tonight. Come on, Dwayne. Come on. Come on. Get your phone. Come on. You know, you know you're going to read tonight. Your phone's in the car. Well, you and, you and uh, Elaine be a team. Get her phone. Come on. No, I'm going to call you. Come on. Yes, you. That's you. All right, Janie. Thank you. Oh, what, is, what in the world's wrong with you guys? Come on. You don't like to speak in front of people. Do you believe that there was a day in my life that I got a grade lower because I wouldn't speak in front of people? So what in the world happened to you? <laughs> God and his grace. He, he made me what? It's God for me to be doing what I'm doing, that's for sure. All right, so I want um, Dwayne get uh, Colossians 3.12. Micah 6, 8, Derek, Ephesians 4, 1 through 2, um, Meredith, Exodus 10, 3, Janie, 4, 1 Peter 3, 8, Zechariah 2, 3, James 3. I'm going to give you a long one, Elaine. <laughs> I'm giving her the long one. Do you want the long one? <laughs> She said, Elaine said, what are you giving to me? Yeah, you're getting James 3, 13 through 18. I need a few more. I need a few more. Come on. Here we go. Thank you, Sister Small. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right. Sister Small, James 4, 6 through 10. James 4, 6 through 10. Second Chronicle 7, 14 through 16, and then Proverbs 11, 2. Now, don't ask me what scripture I gave you, okay? But let's go ahead and go with the first one, whatever that one was. Colossians 3, 12. Go ahead. Now, listen, we're, we are just not... A, go ahead and give them the mic. Uh, we are not just... What you need? Oh, you need to stand right there so they can see in the light. There you go. Um, but these scriptures are foundation... Uh, to our leadership development. So let's read Colossians 3.12. Colossians 3.12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Isn't it amazing that the word that was written to believers, the scripture says, please be kind. And each, actually, there's churches they were speaking these scriptures to that were spirit-filled churches. They were saved. And here it says, would you be kind? 
and put on humility, learn to listen from someone to someone. All right, thank you. Um, Micah six eight. Yeah, come on, right at the point here at the stage, just so that you can get in the light. Thank you. Micah six eight. Micah six eight. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. That's good, right there. You know, if, you're, if you think you're walking with your God and you have spiritual pride, you're not walking with God. Just because you can quote a lot of scriptures, if there's an, not an underlying servant leadership style about you, you're not making a connection. No matter how God promotes you, always walk slow through the crowd. Always go behind the scene and thank people. Ephesians 4, 1 through 2, because without the helps ministry, my wife and I absolutely have no ministry. Ephesians 4, 1 through 2, this is from NIV. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Thank you. I, I, I say this so often, you probably are going to expect me to say it again, which I am. But I believe every leader needs a leader. And every pastor needs a pastor. And every Christian needs a pastor. When people are out there saying, you know what, I've grown beyond my leadership to lead me anymore, you just go ahead and get away from them. Because something bad, get ready to happen. 1 Peter 3.8. Who's got that one? Janie, did I skip? Oh, I sure enough did. I'm messing all up tonight. Which one do you want first? You got it. Okay. Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. And you know why, Janie? You, you, you want to know why? Because everybody's going through something. And sometimes the reason why they're being so mean to you is because they just lost a loved one. They were just diagnosed with this. Their children are going through that. Just... A couple of our, um, well, a pastor couple, about 20 years ago, had their parents killed and murdered. And this Friday, the per well, the person was caught back then, and that person's being executed Friday. So please, you know, watch how you judge other people and just don't, you know, people are hurting. People need help. Exodus 10.3, is that what I gave you? Okay, sorry about that. Exodus 10.3 in the New International Version. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said to him, this is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews says, how long will you refuse to humble yourself before mm. me? Let my people go so that they may worship me. Yeah. Say it with me. I am humble. I am teachable. I need to change. Isn't that wonderful? This is a great message tonight. I think I'll buy the tape. Anyway, but we don't even have tapes anymore, do we? <laughs> Will you like me like a room? Come on. All right, who's got Zechariah 2 3? All right, at Mary Hart doeth good like a medicine, all right? Here we go. Make sure you're in the light. Then the angel who was with me went to meet a second angel who was coming toward him. That's Zechariah 2 3. That's what she got. Yep. Well, I hope oh, that blessed you. Okay, next. That's <laughs> up on the screen. That's the one you gave me. What in the world is that scripture doing in there? Well, anyway, all scripture is to be received. Thank you. My angels are working for me. <laughs> all right, who's got James 3? You do. 
No, no, that one will work. That scripture will work. James 3, 13 through 18. Do you need like a pit stop? I get someone else? There you go. Yeah, Zachariah blessed us. James 3, 13 through 18. That's okay. It's okay. I messed up seven times already, so don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Thank you. Wasn't it worth the wait? That was wonderful. You know, we want to be approachable. We want to be able to have people, you know, not be in fear of because we always walk on eggshells. No, I don't do eggshell leadership. If there's eggshells, something getting ready to happen. All right, James 4, 6 through 10. Did I skip you again? James 4, 6 through 10. Okay. Uh, why don't you read James 4, 8, and 9? She'll read 10. <laughs> huh? All right. So you go ahead and read James 4, 6 through 8, and then you'll, eat, then you'll read 8 through 10. But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's good. Thank you. And you might as well do the couple one next after that. James 4, 8 and 9. B and 10. And 10, okay. Yeah. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord that he shall lift you up. Did I skip one? That's good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. Sister Small, a very good hand clap right there, right there. there. <laughs> All right, well, I only have two scriptures left, so I can't miss this one. Second Chronicles 7, 14 through 16. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Now mine eyes shall be open, and mine ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. For now have I chosen and sanctified this house, that my name may be there forever, and mine eyes and mine heart shall be there perpetually." That's awesome. I thank God for humility so God will be in this place all the time. And he's on the inside of us, but we want him to show up corporately and do something wonderful, meet those needs we were talking about earlier. Then finally, Proverbs 11 through 11.2. Uh, 11 Proverbs 11, uh, verse 2. Yes, sir. When pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with the humble is wisdom. Could you read that again? That was good. When pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with the humble is wisdom. Yeah, yeah. 
So let's go ahead and put on the clothes of the new man, our new creation, and walking these fruit. You know, um, we're not supposed to judge other people as far as uh, condemningly, but we are to be fruit inspectors. I said, we are to be fruit inspectors. Because if you say one thing, thing that is scriptural and you do something opposite to that, you just canceled out your whole right. lifestyle. Let's get these words in us. What's the main theme today? Few leaders let other lids be lifted in their lives. Why? Because of pride and lack of humility. Then Jonathan, and I'm going to read the scripture in 1 Samuel 18, and, and I'm just going to get through here pretty quick. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan took off the robe that was on him and gave it to David with his armor, even to his, even to his sword and his bow and his belt. Now Saul spoke to Jonathan, his son, and to all his servants that they should kill David. But Jonathan, think about the king, his son, delighted greatly in David. David had favor of God upon his life. So Jonathan told David, saying, My father Saul seeks to kill you. Therefore, please be on your guard until the morning and stay in a secret place and hide. See, this was, this was somebody coming alongside of David to help him not only uh, maintain his life, but to also be positioned to, to different levels. We need help. For people around our life to fulfill the full, full will of God on our life. We do. People come up and help us and support us. And um, Jonathan said, I will go out and stand beside my father in the field uh, where, uh, where you are. Listen, and I will speak with my father about you. Then what I observe, I'll tell you, David. I'm going to spare your life because I know God's hands on your life. And I'm going to help you get to the fullness of your calling. Wow. That's humility. Would that people would just realize that, that every person volunteering in a church is on the same level as people. We just have different assignments. Don't covet someone else's assignment that you have no gifting for. And we can all combine together and we can, you know, that's where the whole body, each joint supplying, we can bring increase when we get in our place. Now, um... I thank God for, I think about the leaders in my life that have lifted the lids off my life and continue to this day, but I thank God for divine connections. Thank God for divine friends that might have heard something could have damaged you, and they help you see that, and all of a sudden they help you avoid danger. Thank God for good friends. Thank God for good coaches and mentors and staff and, and, and pastors and leaders. But there are times when leaders face a problem or limitation that they cannot remove on their own. And when some leaders hit those lids, they give up. And they stop growing. And that's the beginning of the end for their organizations. But a few leaders, those with the courage and the humility. Come on, how many people have humility here? Come on, raise it real high. Raise your hand real high. What's that say? You're teachable. That if something's, you have, a, you, you have a friend or two that if they see something that is not going positive in your life or you're going in the wrong direction, they can speak into your life. Is that right? Yeah, because we're humble. How many times have we told, listen, if you see anything in my life, I want you to tell me. But then when the moment comes, are you humble? Yes, we are. That was the case for David, and the person who lifted the lid for him was none other than Saul, uh, son of Saul, Jonathan. Thank God for one loyal friend is worth 10,000 relatives. Nothing wrong with relatives, I'm just saying, but how many truly are helping you on toward your fullness of your calling? So we're going to talk about what, um, what's up with the lifters, lid lifters. So it says, lid lifters always demonstrate three qualities that help others go to another level. And as we cover these, that's why it's so important that we lead ourselves every day. Because do you understand when we give our life to Jesus and profess him as Lord, God is wanting to use our life everywhere we are. 
it's not just the responsibility of someone with a microphone. It's every person that professes Jesus as Lord. God is wanting to work through your life. And that's going to take us leading ourselves every day. And guess what? The feelings are not going to always be there. The feelings of want to are not going to always be there. That's why we submit ourselves to God and we're obedient to his word. Whether we feel like we're feeling something in our, our Bible study time or in church or in worship, regardless of what the feelings are, we go with what the word of God says. We're not led by our flesh. We're not supposed to be. So many people are led by their flesh. So many people are led by their own opinions, their own thoughts, their own feelings. Well, I feel like it today, so I'll go to church. Well, I don't feel like it. I think I'll stay home today. But do you understand what comes in the corporate body of us coming together in a community of believers? Guys, we need each other, especially in the last day. God says, when you, when you see the day approaching, don't forsake the assembling of yourself together. We have gone through three major and critical things of members here in this ministry that we've had to come alongside them, devastating things, passings, hospitalizations. and But you know what? They were able to contact their church. Their, their, their friends here were able to come around them. We weren't created to do life alone. Assembly is required. God needs your voice. God needs your life, your example in the community. Everywhere you go, we are carriers of the light of God everywhere we go. That's why it's so important that we lead ourselves daily. This is just not a function that we operate in. This is a biblical. From the word of God, God says, I need you to go and share my light, my goodness, and my love. So, you know, taking this, and, and here's what I want you to get. You're not going to always feel like it. But lead yourself and do it because God says to do it. Your life will forever be changed when you make a committed decision to not give up, to not quit, and to follow God every single day of your life. Not just when we need something, not just when we're going through something, but even when we don't feel a thing. That our love for God and everything that Jesus paid on that cross for us what are we doing with who he created us to be? We are his creation. What are we doing with the price that was paid on the cross? God's son, Jesus, laid down his life that we might have life. And to know eternal life is to know him. We are not going to know heaven here on this earth until we're walking in a daily relationship with God. Because it's when it comes with not the feelings when we don't feel like, but we do it because we're committed. We're dedicated. Is he Lord over our life? What are we doing? Man, I thank God that we get to serve God together. And so as we get into these three points. Hold on a second. We got our piano player up there. We're going to need a few more minutes. <laughs> uh, so how many give me five more minutes? Five, 10, 15, you know, you know. And the only reason right. they're playing because we've instructed them to play at a certain time on Wednesday yeah. nights. But yeah. this night went a little bit longer <laughs> than we were expecting. Why so that's our bad, not their bad. Why are you looking at me? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We encourage and support one another. That's, that's right. right. Okay, so for us to really be lid lifters, number one is to lift up others with words. Lifting up others. Are we encouraging those around us? Are we encouraging them with, like my husband said, with their gifting? Or, but are we jealous of their gift and we're not going to pay them any compliments because they think that I should have that gift and not them? What are we doing with our words every single day? What we say either brings life or death. God says, you choose today who you're going to serve. 
You know, even though we've given our heart to Jesus, but we have to choose to serve him every single day. Because if you're not going forward in your walk with Christ, what? We're going back. There's no, there's no staying in place. We're either moving forward or we're moving back. Lid lifters are encouragers. And I want to say this, God followers, God disciples are encouragers with their words. We're hearing, we hear too many negative words and, and bad mouthing as it is everywhere. That's all we hear in this world. The world needs to see something different. Scripture records that Jonathan and David made a covenant with each other. Listen, this is what it means to be an encourager. Be an encourager. The world has plenty of critics already. Everything is criticized today. Everything. And I love this other quote. Leave everyone you meet better than you found them. Become an encourager of potential and not a destroyer of confidence. How are we talking to our friends? How are we talking to our spouses, our kids, those around us? We shouldn't treat everyone else the best and we put on a smile and we encourage and love, but when we get in the home, we turn into a different person. We should be treating those in our home better. And not just give everybody else our best, but our home deserves our best. We're talking about being lid lifters. I don't want to only be um, a follower of Christ by myself, but I want to share his goodness and be that lid lifter everywhere I, I go. That we're alert, that we're aware that people are hurting everywhere you go. You might not know it, but everyone has a story, and we need to encourage each other. I want to read the scripture to you in 1 Samuel 20, talking about when, you know, Jonathan, David, they made that covenant. The Lord God of Israel is witness. If it pleases my father to do evil, then I will report it to you. Wow and send you away that you may go safely and the Lord will be with you as he has been with my father. Can you imagine your father trying to take your best friend out? But that best friend doing what is right, regardless of who the person is, I'm going to stand on the side of the word of God. I want to say this too, because not only did the son, was he his best friend, but Jonathan saw the hand of God right. was upon his life That's right. in spite of what his dad was saying. Mm -hmm. Man, I'm telling you what, uh, leadership is not always popular. No. I just thought that's incredible. And you shall not only show me the kindness of the Lord while I still live, that I may not die, but you shall not cut off your kindness from my house forever. No, not when the Lord God has cut off every one of the enemies of David from the face of this earth. So Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, Let the Lord require it at the hand of David's enemies. Watch our words. You know, I've said this before. Pay attention to what you're thinking about. Because what you're thinking affects you. We need to also pay attention to what we are saying. Because it matters what we are saying. Jonathan constantly lifted up his friend David. He was an encouragement to David when his future looked the darkest. He gave David hope and helped him find courage to keep going on despite the desperate circumstances. Don't give up. I looked up this word perseverance. This is what it means. To finish what you started yeah. regardless of the obstacles that stand in the way. If you are in the will of God, don't be deceived that there's not going to be obstacles. There's not going to be resistance. Because <laughs> the enemy comes um, at us for the word's sake to steal the word of God from our heart. But we're not uh, children of God that we should walk in fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, 
That comes from the enemy, but God has given us a power of, of love and a sound mind. When um, I was going toward full-time ministry, I'd already been in the business world, and, and uh, Bishop Hash, we, we had relationship with him and Lady Joy, and um, we were headed toward helping them in the ministry. We just volunteered there in Winston-Salem for about eight years. And, uh, you, know, you know, I'm going toward my calling. And uh, Bishop Hash knew that I'd gone some time to college to study business. But I wasn't quite finished. But I was like, man, I'm going, I'm, I don't want any of that anymore. I want all God. You, want to, you know what his first assignment for me was? Finish your degree. I don't want to hear that. But I just hear this in my heart, too. Some of you, get before God. There's going to be some things he needs you to finish before he can move on. Be a finisher. Not a, just a start. Anybody can start something. Let's be finishers. You know, God's not going to give us something new to do unless we finish the last thing he told us to do. Yeah. And obedience to what he said to and do. That's so important to know. How many like to hear from God? Right? We do. We, we hear in the assembly when we're in Bible study. But how many know sometimes when we hadn't heard him for quite a long time, you know what he's already saying? Do the last thing I told you. And once you've perfected that, I'll talk to you again. Ooh, we're just shouting tonight, aren't we? Shouting, giving wrong scriptures and everything. Thank God for that, Zachariah. He's helping us tonight. All right, where are we going? We needed a laugh. Maybe we should postpone this to the next leadership team. I did want you think about it while I finish this point. <laughs> but, um, you know, as we're talking about leading ourselves daily, and we want to be lid lifters. We want to be a blessing to other people um, in our lifetime and just not living this life where it's just all about me. Jesus didn't live that way. He came to be the servant of all. And when we can lead ourselves on a daily basis in our relationship with God and living according to the word of God, when we do that, we can help lift other people's lid. When we have that state of peace, that when we meet someone going through a storm, that we can minister peace by the Spirit of God and not take offense and take personal of the storm the other person is going through. Pull people into our peace if they will let you. Help pull them into the peace that you know and not let people pull you into the flesh, into the storm of life that they're trying to navigate through themselves. They need the love of God. And it's so important that we lead ourselves so we can help be lid lifters to other people in our life and that comes across our life. All right, come on, piano player. It's okay now. <laughs> Let me finish just a couple of the key points because we said we're going to talk about what's up with lid lifters. First of all, they lift up others with their words. We're encouragers. Number two, raise up others with their actions. In other words, I'm not just saying something. But you can see it in my actions. When people get closer to you, they ought to like you more. Or if you put on a facade, when they come up closer to you, you're mean. Scripture's trying to talk to you. Be kind, be humble. But the more you hang around with God, the more His characteristics you're going to take on. Number three... Give up so others can go up. You know, my wife and I have been exposed to 33 years of all kinds of things that we're so blessed to have received from so many people, and we still do today. We have uh, Bishop Passion Lady Joy. They're our pastors. We have Pastor Hagen and Miss Lynette. We went to their college, and we're on their leadership team. Then I have colleagues that we learn best practices, and, and we've... You know, we're just always continually trying to improve, but too much is given, much is required. 
we've, do you know what? We've actually had some people, I'm not complaining. I just think it's so, well, let me just say it. Some people in me duplicating myself and others can't believe that I don't do every hospital visitation in this church. It's not what I'm supposed to do. I'll, I'll go when I need to go. But we got a whole pastoral care team. We've had some people, getting back to that thought, leave this church because they want one speaker, just the pastor, speak on Sunday morning twice, Wednesday night, do prayer, uh, men, all the funerals, all the weddings. The fivefold ministry gift is supposed to raise up others to do the work of the ministry. My wife and I are always going to be a dominant voice, but that's why we have Derek speak sometimes on a Wednesday night. He's got some great stuff on the inside of him. And we've got all kinds of, uh, we're getting ready to ordain 13 more ministers in this ministry. And they are going to be sanctioned to go and do all the types of works of the ministry. And we're going to continually do that for those who have a heart to serve in that capacity. But there, there's a path for that. So give up. I have to, I've had to step back sometimes so someone else gets up forward. Right. Now, did they do it absolutely the way I thought they should have done it? Probably not at first. But you give them a little room to grow. and Plus, before, before I... That's all, Stan. That'll, that'll give us the, our next step. You know, when I ask somebody to do a wedding, I don't just say, go do a wedding. I say, first of all, here's the, here's the book that I want you to use. Second of all, come to me and, that's, and you, you shadow me while I am doing a wedding. Follow through the book, follow through everything, and then, then the next time I'm able to sign them, they've already been there, they've done that, they're aware of it. Same with funerals, same with just about everything. Lift up, say lift up. Raise up. Give up. Jonathan, whom anyone would expect to be a heavy lid on David's life, was instead determined to be his lid lifter. You know, my wife and I never intended to start a church. We were happy to be supportive ministry for Bishop Ashley to join the Hagans. But that's just, God had different plans for us. But it wasn't our ambition. And, and plus, our leaders recognized it upon our life. And also, we didn't go to them and say, Bishop Half, God told me to start a church. No way. I went to him and submitted myself to him, as I had other times. I said, Bishop Ash, for whatever reason, God has us praying about our ministry. I said, you know what, if you don't see it in our lives, just give us our next assignment. We'll be happy just to serve in that capacity as we move forward. But he said, you know, God told us quite some time that we were to raise you up to send you out to pastor a church. But the thing about Bishop Ash is he wanted me to hear from God. So I won't go back to him and say, I thought you said God called me. And I thought, you know, what happened with it? And then on the other side, there's somebody that, there's other people that desire to be it. And they won't listen to anybody. Let me tell you something, with that type of mentality, you're getting ready to have a significant fall. Sometimes people have to fail before they realize they're not supposed to do what they're supposed to do. But if you do it with the right heart, even if, even if it didn't work out, you can go back because you didn't burn bridges, you're good. And I mean, people still think, you know, we're at St. Peter's, oh, we miss you so much. We've been gone for 23 years. But we're around there so much, they still see us, you know. And we're in J.C. Hash Alliance and everything like that. Anyway, can I give you a final scripture for tonight, I promise? I think. No, I promise. This scripture hit me as hard as any other scripture has ever hit me and affected my life. Are you ready for this? I was in Bible college. And the instructor said, 1 Thessalonians 5, 12, and 13 says, And we beseech you, brethren, know them which labor amongst you, and know those who are over you in the Lord. Close the book. It says, who's over you in the Lord? Who is your pastor? 
that hit me so hard. Immediately, my wife and I made a decision. We're at, we're at Ramah, and that's supposed to be our church, and he'll be our pastor. That was our next step. That was God's direction for us at that time. Then after that, God assigned us for eight more years to serve Bishop Passion Lady Joy, but they're still our leaders. They still speak into our lives. We still go and listen to them. We still, you know, we're on this board of directors. And, and, and people are still over our life. You ought to always be saying, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, to somebody. They're there to help you. Amen. Biblical leadership. Who's willing to pay the price to move on up higher? Come on, the Holy Spirit's trying to lift us up, and if there was a word tonight that sort of hit you cross-eyes, don't worry about that. Growth without change is impossible. And listen, growth without pain is impossible. So, Father, right now we submit to you. We submit everything tonight. Father, there are things that stood out, I'm sure, in all of our lives, and Holy Spirit, show us anything that we might have missed. God, forgive us if we've been less than humble. Forgive us if we've set a bad example or we're critical or just stayed in your position because you were so insecure. You didn't want somebody who was better gifted to, to, to be able to help you in that area. My goodness. We look for gifts in people's lives so we can help, help them fulfill their Father, and right now, if you're comfortable doing this, just do it with me. We lift up holy hands in surrender, without wrath and doubting. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the power, and all the praise. Jesus, you are my Savior. That mean it here. And Jesus, you are my when that statement is said, Jesus, you're my Lord, I didn't have a choice of who my pastor was. God set me under the leadership I was supposed to be under. God didn't give me uh, five Bible schools to decide which one I was going to go to. No, that place called there. That leader. If you, and if you get out from under where you're supposed to be, I'm telling you what, that's a dangerous, dangerous place to be. It's like breaking you know, making a breach in your hedge. When the enemy was all out outside that breach and God was protecting us because we were in his will and, and serving God in humility, and he was keeping us from stuff that we didn't even know it was happening, could have taken us out a hundred times. But that breach could be open, and you just seal it tonight. Close your eyes right now. Say, Father, whatever you're dealing with us about, even if there is a, a breach in our fence or the just the protection. Oh, God, forgive us. If we need to go get it right with somebody, we will go get it right. If we need to apologize to our leaders, we will go get it right. Forgive us, Father. Forgive us for thinking higher than we ought to have thought of ourselves. We put on a cloak of humility. From this day forward, we will be servant leaders. In Jesus' name, amen.